Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride. It's a Monday edition. I'm Jeff Harbin, your host here for BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I am the co-editor of said website with my buddy Dave Schofield. And my goodness, it is finally here. If you go back two weeks ago, I did a Monday show, my very first show here in this new platform, this new format, Monday morning. Here we go. What am I going to talk about? And I talked about how fans, it's almost time. It's almost time till we get some answers to some of the questions. Well, fast forward to present time, Monday morning. Today, Monday, is when the Pittsburgh Steelers, in my opinion, will actually start training camp. That's right. Pads are going on, folks. You're going to start hearing some pads popping at Heinz Field. Virtually, that is. And it's time to get excited. It is time for Steeler fans to be excited about the upcoming season. Sunday, I wrote an article for the website, and it did exactly what I wanted it to do. I wrote it basically asking, is everyone excited about this year or what? And I wanted to kind of get a feel for where everyone was mentally heading into this 2020 training camp. Yes, I know that they've been at training camp, but this is different. The, the, what they just experienced at training camp was probably more like OTAs or minicamp than it was actually training camp at St. Vincent College. So first, I asked the question, you know, I talked about it, I quoted Mike Tomlin and his hesitation about everything, and he's he's playing his cards like a pro, like he always does in how he speaks. But the one thing I did is I wanted to get a feel from our readers uh, in our community Where is their mind right now heading into this season, heading into this training camp, heading into the first padded practice? And it it did, it it was was over 80 comments, I believe, the last I checked, which with our new switch over to the new commenting platform, it was good to see a lot of people in there. And I was very active in that thread and I was just picking people's brains. Okay. There was a lot, there were a lot of people that had hesitation about this upcoming season. And I get it. I get it, I get it, I get it. I spoke last Friday. If you haven't listened to that Let's Ride episode, go back on any of our audio platforms, wherever you listen, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, you name it. Find Friday's show, which is titled Let's Ride, Why the 2020 Season Will Go Off as Scheduled. And it is all based around COVID-19, the coronavirus, and the latest results from testing that were released from the NFL and the NFL Players Association. So go back and listen to that. But I understand why fans could actually say, ah, Jeff, let's let's just pump the brakes on this excitement a little bit. There's even one reader who commented in the article that said he would he is going to have to see them play six or seven games before he has a feeling that, okay, he can completely buy in. All right, we're over that hurdle. Six or seven games is done. I'm back. Let's go. They, they, they can do this. And I understand being guarded. No one wants to jump headfirst into the deep end only to have all the water be drained out of the pool. No one wants the rug to be pulled out from under their feet and you end up falling on your rear end. I could think of another analogy, but I'll stop it too. You get what I'm saying. 
the Major League Baseball is the one sport that everyone's compared it to. Mike Tomlin himself compared it to that and how he was hesitant based on the issues that they have had in Major League Baseball. There's justifiable reason for fans to be a little bit skeptical, a little bit hesitant. But I don't think that it should actually dampen the excitement for what could come. Because let's look at the flip side of that. I just spoke about how you don't want to dive headfirst into a pool and have the water drained. I just talked about having the rug pulled out from underneath your feet. But what about the other side of things? What if you're someone that is normally so invested in the game and you love the Steelers and you love the black and gold and you bleed everything Pittsburgh Steelers and you're sitting there in your living room and your couch or you're down in your den or your man cave, whatever, wherever you are, looking at your phone at work and you're thinking, man, this isn't going to happen. I'm just not even going to check. And so you don't check. You might be curious, but you just don't check as much as you normally do. But what if, since we're speaking in hypotheticals, what if, believe it or not, the season goes off as planned? What if the season's fine? What if you say, I'm going to wait until week six, and then if they get through that, it'll be good. You just missed six games. Look, the, the NFL season is so short anyways. Why would you ever, in my opinion, waste any time? I am going to go all in. And it's not just because I'm the co-editor of the website. It's not just because it's a job. It's not just because of anything other than the fact that I love football, I love the NFL, and I really, really love the Pittsburgh Steelers. There is no way that I am going to let any minute of season go by without me being 100% invested because if the rug is pulled out from underneath my feet, I'm not going to be upset. I'm going to enjoy everything that I can while I can. Maybe you try that. That's up to you, though. I understand the hesitation. But think about it this way. Real training camp starts on Monday. Like I said, the pads are going to be popping. You are going to see things like backs on backers. That is always a day one drill with Mike Tomlin. You're going to see Vince Williams going up against James Conner. You're going to see Derek Watt for the first time try to pass protect against maybe like an Ola Denier or maybe even a Devin Bush. You're going to see those big collisions. Will Tuzar Skipper be able to step up? What about Alex Highsmith, the rookie? That's where we find out some of this information, backs on backers. You're also going to probably see, maybe not tomorrow, Monday, I'm sorry, maybe not Monday, but maybe tomorrow or later in the week, some goal line work. That is when it gets nasty. It gets down and dirty. You get the bigs on bigs. Who's going to win the battle with the line of scrimmage? That's always fun to see. You're going to get the seven shots, period. Mike Tomlin has been in love with this drill since probably the last five training camps, and that's where every single practice starts off the same way. Seven plays. Who wins in the red zone, offense or defense? And that's it. Seven shots. It's always something we report. It's always something that is reported, and that is who wins, offense or defense. It's it, it's honestly a, a coin flip most of the time, but it's always something to keep an eye on. Ben Roethlisberger is going to be throwing the football for, let's be honest, the world to see. We've seen clips of Ben throwing here or there. You're going to see reporters at practice for the first time in 2020. And that means that they're going to be able, during certain drills and certain sequences, they're going to be able to film on their own, post those videos onto this you know, Twitter or on their websites. 
you're going to get to see some actual footage of Roethlisberger throwing that we haven't seen. Something that hasn't been produced by the Steelers organization. We're going to see, is that spiral tight? Like Mike Tomlin questioned uh, not too long ago. That's going to be something we will get to see with our own eyes. Even though we won't be there at St. Vincent College in Latrobe, we will get to see it from a firsthand source that's not a part of the organization. And that reporting is going to be huge. It is going to be absolutely huge. I, I was looking at Twitter the other day, and I saw that it was the San Francisco uh, San Francisco 49ers beat writer, and he was writing about how Nick Bosa is just demolishing people and the battles that they're having, and it's just tremendous. I don't know. I hope they know. I don't know if reporters realize how important their job is right now in terms of getting fans excited, getting fans to buy in, they are going to have to deliver. And when I say deliver, I mean they're going to have to deliver outside of the written word. It's going to have to be more than just, I'm going to find some content for my story, and I'm just going to sit on it. They're going to have to give fans, and this is not this is me speaking as a fan, not as me speaking from someone that's going to have to can also write articles about the team. They're going to have to give some fans something, give them some substance so that they can actually get excited about the season. Because if they're not excited about the season, they're not going to be reading the work that these writers are going to be doing. So I don't know if they understand that. I hope they do. Very, very important. But this is actually going to be football, folks, period. This is actually going to be football for the first time in 2020, for the first time in COVID-19 era, for the first time first time since the coronavirus came to the United States in mid-March and shut everything down. This is going to be actual football. It's not players in helmets wearing nothing of, other than shells. Heck, it's not even shells. Majority of the last two weeks have been with no helmets, no pads, because it's all part of the ramping up, the acclimation period. I understand that. But in terms of getting excited for this actual day, today, Monday, is this is going to look and feel like football. And I don't know if you're like me, but I love football. It's the only sport, my wife will tell you this, it is the only sport that I can sit down and watch anyone play. I don't care if it's a Thursday night game between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans. I'll be watching. Put on a random baseball game, and I'm not watching. Random hockey game, not watching. I love football. And I know that the majority of you, if not all of you that are listening, you love football just as much as I do. And the 2020 season begins on Monday when it comes to me and my opinion. That is when it starts. And there is plenty to discuss about what's going to be happening starting Monday and moving on throughout this camp leading up to the actual regular season. A lot of storylines to talk about. We're going to get into that right after this break. And 
And we're back, folks. Let's ride. Jeff Harbin, your host here, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Just a reminder, wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether it's iTunes, iTunes, Google Play, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it, follow us there. Subscribe so you don't miss anything. So that you don't miss the morning shows, whether it's myself or whether it's Dave Schofield and the Stat Geek or Brian Anthony Davis and Tony Defio with the Steelers Retro Show. And you also get our PM podcasts, whether that is Beck and Black, Michael Beck and Jeffrey Benedict, uh, the live Mike, which is Michael Beck's solo show, Steelers Brunch with Tony. You have the uh, Tales from 2 a.m., our Sunday show. Uh, and you have other great shows, the Steelers Q&A, um, the Scobro show, and then obviously the Steelers preview. We have a whole lineup, and we might actually be expanding, folks. Think about that. That's going to be incredible. During the season, we're thinking about possibly doing some more, sh- some shorter podcast we'll get into that in a little bit but let's talk storylines heading into 2020's training camp it's going to be different it's at Heinz Field no fans the Steelers organization is going to be showing specific parts of training camp live on the on online whether that's on Twitter on Facebook or on their Steelers app or the Steelers.com homepage, you'll be able to tune in and actually watch some of practice. Now, from what I understand, my former colleague, Dale Lolly at DK Pittsburgh Sports, he said that the team portions of practice will not be filmed, but the individual work will be done. What does that mean? You might get to watch backs on backers. You might get to watch seven-on-seven or wide receiver, cornerback, one-on-one drills. These will still be worth watching, so make sure you're tuning in. But there's some storylines to talk about. I have to be honest, I stole a lot of this. On Monday, if you're listening early in the morning to my show, you won't see this article until mid-morning, but if you're listening in the afternoon and you're catching up, go to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and check out the BTSE Roundtable. This was a story that was, or this was an idea Spawn from Jeffrey Benedict. Give him all the credit for this. He said, what if we thought of one general theme, one general question, and we said, okay, writers, tackle that question. Give your opinion. And of course, all the writers were like, let's do it. This is it sounds like a great idea. So the very first question or topic that was discussed on the roundtable was, what are some of the things that you're anticipating about training camp? any facet of the team that you're looking for. Now I went through and everyone gave very good valid answers. And only honestly, there's only one person that doubled up on something that someone else said. And that was just because they were the last person to fill it out. And that someone took their answer. They still expand, expand on it. I definitely recommend you check out this article first and foremost, but I will say mine first to me, this training camp is all about number seven. It is all about Ben Roethlisberger. Why? Because Ben Roethlisberger is, in my opinion, the most important piece of the puzzle in 2020. It's not the defense. It's not anything that's coaching related. It is not about the offensive line. It is all about number seven. Can Ben Roethlisberger come back and actually look like the Ben Roethlisberger we've known and loved for all these years after having his elbow surgically reconstructed after he left week two's game at Heinz field against Seattle in 2019. That's the storyline. In my opinion, that was my section. That's what I wrote, not speaking for the other writers. And so for me, that's what this is all about. 
Because I, I think that a, even a 75% Ben Roethlisberger will win you nine games in 2020. Period. A 75% Ben Roethlisberger will get you another touchdown a game. Totally agree. So they, they averaged 18.8 points per game last year. I'm saying that Ben steps in. Oh, you can bump that up to 23-24. That's how big a deal this is. That's a big deal. But I wasn't the only one that filled this out. I know Brian Anthony Davis, he said the front seven is going to be something he wants to keep an eye on. Everyone forgets they lost Javon Hargrave. But as I said on a previous podcast, they're getting back, in my opinion, the defensive Superman, Stefan Tuitt. But it's much more than that. Where does Isaiah Bugs fill into this role? What about Chris Warmly? Does Dan McCullers make the team? Cam Hayward is entering a contract year, folks. And would this defensive front be able to get 50-plus sacks again for the fourth straight season? Yeah, Brian's right. That front seven is going to be something to keep an eye on. They can be lethal, and it's going to be fun to watch and see how that actually develops. All right? Next storyline. I think this was Shannon, Shannon White for the website. He wrote, he's excited about the new additions. And that's this can go a bunch of different ways. This could be the free agents that are new to the team, new to the program. That's Derek Watt, Stefan Wisniewski, Eric Ebron, and the trade acquisition of Chris Wormley. I'm excited to see every single one of those players. People say, Jeff, are you really excited to see a fullback? I actually am. He not only is he a special teams ace, but they're already talking about utilizing his athleticism and skill set outside of being a lead blocker. So maybe the Steelers will start to do some things that other teams have done with fullbacks, whether it's New England, whether it's San Francisco, and that is creating matchup nightmares based off of athletic fullbacks that can do more than just block. Maybe that's Derek Watts role with the Steelers in 2020. But what about the rookies too? Everyone thinks about free agents. They don't necessarily think about the rookie class. When you think about the rookies, I mean, they didn't have a first round pick. We know that, but Chase Claypool is their top pick. Alex Highsmith, Anthony McFarland, uh, you have Antoine Brooks, Carlos Davis. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting someone in there, but still you have a lot of those rookies are they going to be able to make the team? If they do make the team, how are they going to, are they just going to be special teams players? Are they actually going to be able to contribute? I think most people think that Claypool should be able to tribute, contribute. McFarland should be able to contribute in some way, shape or form. Highsmith. I'm not so sure, but those new additions are definitely going to be something that we all should be able to keep our eyes on when training camp starts to kind of unfold. You start seeing reports or hearing reports of, well, I'll tell you what, this player, this player is turning heads. Maybe it's Alex Highsmith. He is running loops around these tackles. That's something to keep an eye on. Dave Schofield, co-editor of Behind the Steel Curtain, host of the Scobro Show and the Stat Geek. He actually, I, I thought of this as, as well, but obviously I thought the Big Ben trumped that. And it was he was excited about the young wide receivers. I mean, you think about the wide receiving core. You're looking at Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, and Chase Claypool. All four of those receivers, in my opinion, are locks to make the team. Period. Period. 
we have a better chance of snow tomorrow than any of those four players getting cut. And I say this on August 17th. With that said, what are the other two positions? Who is, who's going to claim those? Dion Kane? Uh, is it going to be Ryan Switzer? Everyone does. No one likes him. But still, these wide receivers are young. Think about those four locks that I mentioned. Juju, Deontay, James Washington, Chase Claypool. What do they all have in common? Every single one of them is on their rookie contract. Not one of them has seen a second contract in the National Football League. That's a young group. Doesn't mean they're bad. Does not mean they're bad. If anything that the NFL has taught us over the years is that NFL wide receivers can make an impact early in their career. If James Washington, Deontay Johnson can step their game up, James Washington going into year three, Deontay Johnson going into year two, if Juju Smith-Schuster can benefit from them taking a step in their progression, he can stay healthy. We know what he can do. And if Chase Claypool can give a little bit to this offense as the physical freak that he is at 6'4", 230, that runs a 4-4, then that's a pretty special group. Dave Schofield saying that he likes the wide receivers. Absolutely. I do too. And he thinks that these this young group is going to be something to keep an eye on. Next, we go to Kevin. Or as people know, I'm on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Cliff Harris is still a punk. And he said that he is excited about the battle of right tackle. Now, this is something that Flip Fisher, who chimed in at the end, he's very much, Flip that is, is very much against moving Matt Filer from right tackle to left guard. But that is something that Mike Tomlin has said they are going to do. He talked about it in what, what should have been minicamp time. Uh, on a Zoom call, that was when he first made the announcement. He also announced that the Tyson Alawalu would be getting the nod at nose tackle to start camp. He doubled down on it recently. They're continuing to work Filer, specifically at left guard, and they're letting Chuksakorafor and Zach Banner battle it out at right tackle. Flip thinks it's a horrible idea. He thinks he doesn't like either right tackle, thinks they're both bus, basically. But the battle's going to be... St- Something to keep an eye on for sure. Um, Cliff Harris is still a punk, is not so much down on those two at right tackle, but he thinks it's going to be a storyline and a training camp battle definitely to watch. Who wins that battle? I, I have no idea, to be honest with you. I have no inclination. There's no gut. There's no. I'm not sitting here right now recording this thinking, man, something deep down in my gut tells me Zach Banner is going to win. I honestly don't know. I do not know. And so it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. This being one of the pure camp battles, they don't have many on this Steelers roster with no preseason play. That's just another caveat into this that's just going to, or a wrench, if you want to call it that, into this scenario that most people haven't even thought about. There's not going to be a preseason game coming up in, in a week or two where a player is going to get to go up and show out and really perform well. It just isn't going to be able to happen. So because of that, now all of a sudden you're looking at it and saying, well, you're just basing it solely off of practice. We'll see how this pans out, but the battle at right tackle, that is definitely a storyline to keep an eye on. Next, we go to Tony Defio. He said that he is excited to see if there's or read of the development of certain players, namely 
one Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph played a lot last year in 2019. He was hurt a lot last year in 2019. He was basically a rookie last year in 2019. And when he did, what he did coming off of that, no one will know. How does he respond in 2020? Again, there's no preseason games. The time where Rudolph would be able to show the coaching staff, prove to himself, and show the fan base that he's taking steps in the right direction, those have been eliminated from this season. So how will we know? It's going to be based on Mason Rudolph ran the two-minute drill today at training camp. He looks really good, solid decisions. You can definitely tell he looks better. That's what we're going to have to go off of. I threw in another name. This was not from Tony. This is from me. I'm curious to see what Justin Lane is going to look like. Justin Lane missed the first week and a half of training camp because he was on the COVID reserve list, but he's back with the team now. I want to know when pads come on, is Justin Lane looking like the next cornerback or is he looking like another Artie Burns where basically he's being rel- he's just going to be a special teams guy, essentially. I want to know that. The development of players like Rudolph, like Lane, throw in Paxton Lynch and Devlin Hodges if you want. You can throw in an Ola Adenye. You could throw in a Tuzar Skipper. You could throw in a De- Devin Bush, a Ulysses Gilbert, a Robert Spillane. You could throw in Marcus Allen at safety. You could throw in, I, I can keep going, Zach Gentry at tight end. I mean, gosh, Benny Snell Jr. How do these players look? The development of players, period, is going to be something to watch here at this 2020 training camp. Lastly, this was Jeffrey Benedict's idea, and this was his part of the roundtable. He said he was looking at the defense. Yeah, everyone's talking about the offense. I did it. Uh, you obviously get Shannon White kind of did. Dave Schofield certainly did. Kevin and Flip did. Tony hinted at it. He's, he's talking about the defense. He said everyone's talking about the defense right now. But what about Minka Fitzpatrick in year two? What does that look like? Is he going out there? Or are they going to move him into that joker role? That's something Lance Williams used to always call it. Think what Troy Polamalu used to do. Roaming around before the snap, using his intelligence, his study habits, his IQ to put his defense and put himself in the best position to wreck offensive plays. Is that what it's going to look like? Or are they going to keep him more in deep safety? What about Terrell Edmonds? I mean... Terrell, Terrell Austin, the secondary coach, defensive assistant coach, he was interviewed this past week, and he said, hey, we have a lot of hope in Terrell Edmonds. Well, we all have hope in Terrell Edmonds. Is Terrell Edmonds going to actually be able to perform? That's a big question. It's a very big question, and that's definitely a storyline. You want to take it a step further, this is not what Jeffrey said. This is what I'm saying. The safety depth is questionable at best. No Mark Barron to fill that role of safety slash linebacker hybrid is Antoine Brooks as a rookie going to be able to come in and do anything Is Marcus Allen coming into year three, finally going to be able to find a role on this defense, or is he going to find his way to the unemployment line soon? Jordan Dangerfield. Is he actually going to be viewed as someone that's not just a special teams player? My gosh, the depth is questionable to say the least. So in other words, folks, if you're just, chiming in or you fast forwarded this. There's a lot of storylines for the Pittsburgh Steelers heading into 2020. There should be a ton of optimism in my opinion about the Pittsburgh Steelers heading into 2020. 
there should be a lot of excitement for Steeler fans heading into this training camp in this 2020 season. But let's not confuse that excitement and that optimism with blind faith. We'll put it that way. That there aren't big issues and big storylines that we all need to be watching. Because there are. There's a lot of them. And that's why we all should be excited about this Monday. Real training camp starting. Real football. Pads popping. We all should be excited about that. And again, said it at the beginning, I'll say it again. If you're someone that is sitting there listening to this, I don't care if you're in your car, if you're walking on the treadmill, if you're sitting on a couch, or you have this playing on your surround sound while you make dinner. If you're someone that's like, Jeff, there's no way this season's going off without a hitch. There's no way this season's going to be played. They're going to blah, blah, blah. There's going to be an outbreak, whatever the case may be. What if there isn't? What if there isn't? I don't want anyone to miss a season. I don't want anyone to miss a time. And that's why my advice to you, whether you're skeptical or not, whether you're optimistic or pessimistic, doesn't matter, is take every single ounce of football that they give us this year and digest it and enjoy it. Because if it is taken away, if those skeptics were right, they can say, I told you so until they're blue in the face. I'm not going to be offended because I'm going to take everything that this game has to offer. and I'm going to love every second of it until it is either over season over Super Bowl champion crown, or it ends in other circumstances. So then if everyone takes that approach, we should all be excited. We should all be excited because the Penguins got eliminated. If you're a Pittsburgh fan, we should all be excited because the Pirates are awful. Guess what the Steelers bring? Hope. They bring hope. And that should be exciting. I think that's a good way to end. Really hope you enjoyed this show. I enjoyed doing it. I'm really excited if you haven't been able to tell. And I think that you all are probably going to be getting excited too. I just hope that you're checking behind the steel curtain.com as your one-stop shop for Pittsburgh Steelers needs, because it, to me, there's no place better, no place better. Absolutely. I think that we are going to be giving you the best content, whether it's podcasting or whether it's the written word film breakdowns, we're starting our camp confidential today. Check it out. You'll see it. It's going to be awesome. I know you all love it. Make sure that you make it your one-stop shop period. And if you're listening on podcast form, If you listen on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. Give us a good comment. It helps with exposure. But make sure you subscribe or follow wherever you listen so that you automatically get all the shows. You don't miss anything. You don't want to miss out on anything. Period. I'm Jeff Hartman. Thanks for listening. Let's ride. Monday, time to get excited, fans. Get jacked up. That's right. We'll see you on Wednesday. Take care. God bless. We'll see you.